We continue our tracking the vaccine series here on WTOC, answering your questions about the COVID vaccine. I'm joined now by Dr. Lawton Davis, the director of the Coastal Health District. We've got a lot to chat about today, Dr. Davis. Uh, first, want to start with the big news about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. The FDA and CDC announcing they are going to pause the vaccine. What exactly does this mean? What they have actually done is just recommended a pause. It is not currently a mandate. Um, there have been, they have uncovered six reported cases of what's called cavernous venous sinus thrombosis, which is actually a blood clot in the venous drainage system of your head. Uh, it's actually external to the brain, but it's the the return blood supply from your brain going back down to your heart and lungs. Um, that's really less than one in a million. Wow. But uh, I think the, the, the trigger for this seemed to be a combination of the thrombosis or blood clots in association with a low platelet count. And that is a pattern I think similar to what was seen with the AstraZeneca uh, product in Europe when they paused that, um, you know, some time ago. And so I think this is, you know, the overused phrase. I think this recommendation is out of an abundance of caution. Uh, and the FDA and CDC have indicated that they're really making this recommendation uh, in order to be able to alert the healthcare professionals and the healthcare profession at large of this extremely rare, uh, possibly associated complication, um, so that if a clinician sees somebody who may have this condition, uh, it's not treated in the same manner as a standard blood clot would be treated. Uh, the problem with low platelets, uh, you, you would not want to give that person blood thinner, which is the way you treat most of the common blood clotting disorders. That's very so it's really, it's really a pause to alert the healthcare uh, industry, so to speak. So how do you feel about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? The Coastal Health District has been administering it. There was a clinic set for tomorrow, so you're going to be doing um, the Moderna instead. Do you feel confident in the Johnson & Johnson? Well, I still think it's, a you know, overall a very safe and very effective vaccine in preventing severe illness and complications. But I certainly recognize and appreciate the fact that the FDA and CDC and DPH, you know, our number one concern is always, you know, the safety of people receiving the vaccines. And so if there's a hint that there could be some unusual uh, reaction, then I certainly agree with taking a step back and looking and learning what we can. I mean, it may be that it's only a certain demographic uh, you know, a certain subset of the population that's at risk and for everybody else, it's still all systems go. We just don't quite know that yet. What about people who have already received the Johnson and Johnson vaccine within the last couple of weeks? Is there anything that they need to be worried about or really monitor? 
Well, again, put it in perspective, this so far, unless more cases are uncovered, you know, with the spotlight put on it, so far it's less than one in a million. Um, so I would say if somebody received J&J, uh, certainly over three or four weeks ago, they're probably good to go. It doesn't, it seems to have occurred uh, within one to two weeks of receiving the vaccine. If they received it within that time frame, uh, I would just, as they're probably doing anyway, monitor myself for unusual uh, side effects, such as a severe headache. I don't mean just a little headache because you missed a three foot putt, but you know, a severe headache or uh, swelling, uh, leg pain that might be typical of uh, the types of clots people develop, you know, with deep vein thrombosis. And just be a little more cognizant of what's going on. But I, again, don't think uh, the, the risk certainly is not great. Right. Are you worried this is going to make people more hesitant to get vaccinated? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any there's there really the people who had little vaccine hesitancy probably have already arranged to receive a vaccination, and so we're dealing now with the portion of the population that, for whatever reason, does have more uh, reluctance or hesitancy in, in receiving the vaccine, and so uh, any little. Uh, bump in the road will tend to shake their confidence a little more. But again, I think people should take comfort in the fact that uh, the CDC and the FDA are, you know, are taking this very seriously. They're not just blowing it off. They're recommending that we pause while we gather more data, which is what scientists do. Absolutely. And so, you know, hopefully the pause will only be for a few days and they'll be able to give us you know, sound rationale regarding its safety and reiterating its effectiveness, uh, which will hopefully allow us to resume you know, its use. But, you know, on the flip side, if they do discover that there is a bona fide connection, even if it's in, like I said, one subset of the population, then additional safeguards should be taken in that subset. Good, good to know. Let's switch gears now because I want to talk about vaccinations in Georgia in our area. We're now about three weeks into all Georgians over the age of 16 being eligible for the COVID vaccine. Uh, from the numbers I've seen, our area, the Coastal Health District, specifically Chatham County, is doing well with the vaccination rates, but statewide, not so much. How do you feel about that? Well, I do think that uh, Chatham County and the surrounding area has done well, and I think that's due to a variety of factors. Um, we've had elected officials that embraced, you know, vaccine and embraced uh, mitigation efforts to slow the spread of the coronavirus. That's always very, very helpful. We've had uh, a very cooperative group of partners throughout this area. You know, it's not just public health giving the vaccine. A lot of other people are giving vaccine as well. Mm -hmm. And we have been able to cooperate and collaborate and move vaccine around and cover for each other and uh, answer questions and even refer people back and forth. So I think uh, it's really been a, 
a collaborative cooperative effort um, you know in, in doing as well as we have keep going Absolutely. so uh, my next question for you um, was about our current COVID cases because we've learned that our CTI our community transmission index is increasing yes uh, we have seen a small increase um, you know so at best we're at a plateau at worst we're slightly increasing and uh, it's a little too early to I think to say whether it's a true uh, significant going to be a true significant increase or not and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it's not but we know that the uh, variants, particularly the UK variant is uh, widespread in Georgia. There's no reason to expect it's not here as well. And that is somewhat more transmissible than the others. And so what I'm concerned about, you know, is gloom and doom Davis, um, is that as people see the pretty weather and know that restrictions are loosened, um, that we may drop our guard somewhat and uh, not be quite as careful as we have been being over the last uh, year or so. Right. And so, you know, we we could see a surge. So if, if someone is fully vaccinated, do they still need to be worried about the variant? How, how are these vaccines doing against the variants, the British variant, the South African variant? Well, by and large, uh, they are still doing very well against the UK uh, variant. <coughs> they may not be quite as effective against the B1351 or whatever it is, the, you know, the South African variant, but that doesn't mean they're not effective. It just means maybe not quite as effective. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and there are trials that are going on right now uh, where both Pfizer and Moderna have tweaked their little genetic code, you know, the messenger RNA, and they're beginning trials to see if a tweaked vaccine might provide better protection. Mm -hmm. um, but they, they still are pretty effective. You know, I know you've heard this before, but we think we've done well with the flu shot if we're 35 to 45% effective. Yeah. And these things are, you know, 90 percent plus effective and probably at least 85 percent plus effective against especially the UK variant. That's a home run with a vaccine. Uh, and even if people do develop an illness, uh, it's likely, greatly likely to be much less severe. So it's still affording some protection, just maybe not uh, total invulnerability. Right. So what advice do you have for people right now as it is starting to warm up? We're starting to see more events happening. We're definitely having more visitors come to Savannah. What advice do you have for people who are vaccinated and those who still are not vaccinated? Well, even if you're vaccinated, you know, again, it's not 100%. <clears throat> Unfortunately, we're, we're not in an impenetrable force field. So I would encourage you that anytime you are outside of your own little COVID bubble, your own family, your own, you know, four, five, six close friends that you know are vaccinated and are also being careful, 
that you still be very careful if you're going out to dinner, if you particularly if you're going to go inside a restaurant, you know, the tables are going to be closer together. The people are still going to be in there. You don't know whether they're vaccinated or not vaccinated or, or shedding virus or not shedding virus. It's still spread through aerosols. Nothing has changed. So I would encourage you to be very, very careful. Um, you can, you know, be, and also to be considerate of your, you know, your fellow man, uh, wear a mask. Obviously you can't wear the mask while you're eating and drinking, but you can wear it going to and fro. And, you know, my recommendation is still to avoid those large indoor gatherings. Um, eat outside, you know, when possible, sit with your own little friend or a couple of friends and as far away from others as possible. And just, you know, the th there's nothing wrong with the three W's. They still work, mm -hmm. you know, wear a mask, wash your distance and wash your hands. And if you read about what's going on in Michigan right now, where, you know, they're apparently on fire again, and they're saying, send us more vaccine. Uh, what they're hearing is that more vaccine isn't going to put out the fire. What's going to put out the fire is something that works immediately. And that's the three W's. Right. So what about those who are not vaccinated yet? I mean, what, what do you have to say to them? Well, as the variants increase in percentages and even spread, we're seeing that they tend to affect the younger populations more than the older populations. And some of those younger people are winding up pretty sick. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you are not vaccinated, uh, you, you're certainly not protected by herd immunity so far because we have not come anywhere close to achieving herd immunity. So if you're not vaccinated, you should especially be careful around others and you should wear your mask and watch your distance. Absolutely. Are you optimistic that herd immunity could come later this summer or even this fall? You know, if, if people uh, become comfortable with the vaccines and convinced that it's the right thing to do, then yes, we at the moment, you know, we have a tremendous supply of vaccine available locally. I mean, we have appointments and we have vaccine. And that's true, not just for public health, but for our other partners as well. So if people uh, decide that it's the right thing to do, and I certainly hope they will, we could go a long way towards achieving herd immunity through vaccination in a hurry. Great. Thank you so much, Dr. Davis. I appreciate it. We're going to keep checking in with you about this Johnson and Johnson, and hopefully, you know, the FDA and CDC will get the answers they need. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Good seeing you. Bye.